Hello, MavMind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the HypnoSales Show. Today, we're going to be talking about how to set meta expectations. So when I first got into hypnosis and becoming a hypnotist, I learned about this idea of um, setting expectations for the client that I was hypnotizing. And it became very apparent that if you're going to induce a trance in someone, and for some people, the only experience or exposure they have to hypnotic inductions is like from the movies. Like they, they see the person, uh, the hypnotist with a pocket watch, you know, and you're getting sleepy. You know, like they, they learn about it through pop culture and through other types of mediums, which may not even be true. Like most of the time, you don't even have to use that's called an eye fascination. You don't have to use an eye fascination to induce the trance. You can do it just with pure language, for example. But if you don't know that, if you're not aware that's how it works, typically if someone's going to try to induce a trance, even if you ask them to, you're going to a hypnotist to say, from a clinical perspective, please hypnotize me and help me with this issue that I'm having. Help me to stop smoking. Help me to overcome my fear of, of this, of heights or something. Any number of issues that someone would want to be hypnotized for. And if your subconscious does not know what that's like, it's going to resist it naturally because it's trying to protect you. Your subconscious is trying to protect you from that unknown thing. Until it becomes known, it's going to be like, wait a minute, I got I to gotta be cautious here because I don't want it to be a threat. That's what your subconscious was built to do, to protect you that way. So what I learned, is, what I learned as a hypnotist is to set that expectation about what the hypnosis is going to be like how it's going to work, why I do it. And then, and then the chances go very, very high that that person will then accept it because I, they know about it now. I've told them about it. So now the subconscious listens and pieces it together and goes, okay, maybe I'll bring that in and I'll let that into my subconscious. And then it starts to work. Okay. So the same thing happens with our customers too. Our customers, when they have a conversation with us, we're scheduling a meeting, a conversation, a phone call, an engagement of some sort. Chances are, even though they might be assuming what's going to happen, they don't know exactly what that meeting is going to be about or that conversation is going to be about. So if you don't tell them, they're going to, they're going to treat it the same way as a, someone I'm trying to hypnotize is going to do. They're going to be like, I don't know about this. It's unknown. I'm going to be cautious. I'm going to be protective. And I'm not going to just accept it the way it is because it's unknown. It's kind of scary almost, right? So the more you can set expectations about how the conversation meeting is going to go, the more likely they'll accept it, go, oh, okay, and they'll follow along, and then you'll end up having the best meeting ever, okay? Now, most of us, if you're like me, you probably have learned to create an agenda slide. That's the common business um, way of approaching this is to say, here's what we're going to cover, here's the A, B, C, D, we're going to do these things on this slide in this meeting or on this conversation. Or you might verbally tell them, hey, this call, what my intention for this call is to do X, Y, and Z. And we're going to describe basically what the what of what we're going to do. Okay, so that's the agenda, right? Usually it's an agenda. In fact, I can just put agenda right here, probably make it easy to remind ourselves that that's what we're typically doing. Now, in the beginning of my career, um, customer facing type career, part of my career, I would always have agendas. Or I'd verbally tell them or I'd have a slide or something to set that expectation of what we're going to do. But the mistake that I made, and maybe the mistake you're making too, potentially, 
If you've ever had meetings that didn't turn out like you thought or expected, or they went sideways or even downhill and turned into a complete disaster, I haven't had very many of those myself, but I have had some that were complete disasters because I was doing one thing wrong. In fact, I could always, I could always um, kind of trace it back to this one thing that I was doing, uh, which is I assumed. I was assuming it was an assumed why and how at these levels. Okay, so what are these levels? These are called logical levels, and each level kind of affects the one above or below it. Okay, so um, I have another video where I talk about logical levels. These are the three in the middle of the logical levels, but basically each one above here affects the one below it. They're kind of, they have to be connected and be congruent. They have to be all match up. The what, how, and why of what we're doing has to match up. But most of the time we set the agenda of what we're gonna do and we assume how we're gonna do it and we assume why we're doing it that way. Why we're doing it that way, how we're gonna do it. So in other words, how we're gonna behave and why we're gonna behave that way when we talk about this, this, this agenda, these items, okay? So that's, in a nutshell, that's what it is. So obviously, you wanna not assume those pieces. So it's very easy, it's a very easy technique. All you do is you basically specify, okay, how we're gonna do it, how, so how we're gonna behave, okay, the manner or the way in which we're gonna do it, and then you, uh, you specify why we're gonna do it that way, okay, that, way that particular way okay now it doesn't even matter what the reason is right you can make up a reason or something that sounds reasonable a reason that's reasonable will work as long as you explain it and include that and set that expectation for that too so these this is basically the expectation we all normally set at the beginning of a meeting with a client or customer and then these are the meta these are the the other additional levels higher and higher that kind of dictate why, how, and what we're going to do in the logical level sequence. So we got to make sure they're always congruent. Now, um, I'll give you an example of how I would use this, like how, how I would explain all of this at the beginning. So um, I would start out with the agenda and I would say something like this. Okay, so for today's call, today's meeting, conversation, I'm going to follow the following agenda. And I'd put up agenda and I'd say, okay, we're going to do X, Y, Z, Items. We're going to talk about these in the next 30 minutes. We have 30 minutes to go over all this stuff. Now, how I want us to behave during this meeting is I want to start out with 10 minutes of me talking about this and without being interrupted. But when I'm done with that 10 minutes, I'm going to expect you to start asking me questions, start commenting, giving you your thoughts about it. And if you don't initiate those questions, then I'm going to immediately start initiating questions to you because I want to keep you talking. I want you describing all of this stuff relative to what I'm going to show in the first 10 minutes when you're not interrupting me. So that way the remaining 20 minutes is us having a back and forth interactive discussion where we get to the point to hopefully at the end of the meeting, we make a decision on whether we're going to take next steps or not. And I think the first next step should either be A or B. And if you think there's another next step, a C or a D, you need to tell me right now before we start, okay? And then we'll agree that that's where we're gonna head. But that's how I wanna behave in the meeting. Now, the reason I wanna do it this way, in this manner what I, that I just described, is because I've done this with other customers before, and they love it when I spend very little time just to do the slides really quick. There's only like three or four, and then we have the remainder of the meeting 
back and forth discussion, enticing each other to talk and share, to communicate interactively. It usually ends up with a very well use of our time and we end up with really good outcomes at the end and we know exactly if we want to do this, A or B, or if we want to do C or D, okay? So that's why I want to do it. Um, what do you think? You think we should do it that way? Okay, so if you notice, I went through all three steps, right? It, it sounds like I did a lot, but actually it didn't take very long. If you go back and watch it, it didn't take very long to do that. But really I'm protecting myself and I'm protecting them by explaining the what and then telling how we're going to do it and why. It might seem trivial. Maybe you might be thinking, uh, I don't need to do that, Maverick. But I'm telling you, if you ever have a meeting that becomes a total disaster, it's because you didn't do that and you took your chances with those assumptions about how and why. And the problem with that is, is if you have a lot of people in a meeting, they're all going to be assuming different expectations about how that meeting is going to run and why, why we're conducting it that way. It's different for everyone. Everyone models reality differently in their mind, in their subconscious. So they're naturally going to be expecting slightly different things. And if something's incongruent, you increase your chances of things not working out the way you expect, going sideways, going downhill, becoming a disaster. And quite frankly, I don't want to take that chance. So that's why I don't do it. I always say what, how, and why at the beginning of every meeting, every call, every engagement, just to, just to take away any doubt that, we're, that we have exactly the perfect outcome that I'm expecting and that the customer knows exactly what's happening. So it's not unknown to them. And they're more likely to agree, move along, and behave the way I want them to behave. No matter what the topic is, no matter what the situation is, they're going to behave because they're agreeing to the behavior that I'm describing. This is, that's what the do it is. How we're going to do it is how we're going to behave. Why we're going to do it is the reason why I want to do it this way. And again, it can be whatever reason you want, as long as it sounds reasonable to the client and they accept it and agree to it. Okay. So that's meta expectations. I use this concept in some of my other videos, but I wanted to make sure that we talked about it now and you have an example. And I, I look forward to hearing from you in the comments or maybe emails or direct message me on LinkedIn. Let me know how this is working for you. I'd love to hear about it. Meanwhile, you can follow if you're not already a follower of this channel and you can subscribe or you can give me a like um, if you want and share this with someone else that might be able to use this particular lesson to help make their customer and prospect engagements much more improved, much better, and to achieve those outcomes every single time using meta expectations. My name is Maverick. I'll see you on the next Hypno Sales Show. Until then, stay safe and healthy.